certainly thankful to once again be in the house of Jesus Christ, the Lord our Savior, and we pray that his presence will be among us, that he might lift our hearts up and that we might live above the difficulties, the trials, the times that we live in this life. Thankful for the prayer that Brother Dwayne offered on our behalf and continue to ask for your prayers, not only for me, but for Brother Don as we stand before you, that God might bless us to speak his truth to his glory and, and for our benefit. You know, I don't, I feel pretty empty this morning. I haven't prepared very well and I just ask for your prayers that God would put something on my heart and as I said, maybe Brother Don can clean it up if necessary and the thoughts that I have on my mind is, is the amazing love of God, the unconditional love of God. We sing a song called Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound. But honestly, you could say Amazing Love, How Sweet the Sound, How Sweet the Taste. Because that's what grace is. It is God's amazing love. And you know, sometimes I think we <clears throat> fail to realize just how intense and how powerful and how beyond our love, God's love is for us. You know, we've lived the last several years and gone through a lot of difficulties. I'm a firm believer that if God's people had been in the word and they would have took God's word at, at face value as it was taught, many people wouldn't have the problems they had, especially the fear that they bore. We were told in the 29th chapter of Proverbs in the 25th verse that the fear of man bringeth a snare. Fear-mongering has always been something that's been used throughout the history of the world. But the Bible teaches one truth, and that's not my subject this morning. We'll get to a point I want to make. That if we're in tune with the Lord, as we should be, if we're in communion with the Lord, as we should be, if we understand His unconditional love, as we should then we ought to live this life without any fear. We're told in the Psalms, although we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why, why did the psalmist David say that? Because he knew that the Lord was with him. He knew that the Lord loved him with an everlasting love, an unconditional love. So therefore, we need to keep those thoughts in mind. It says, he that trusts the Lord shall be safe. That he who, whosoever putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. I'm, I'm just telling you right now. Uh, many things come to my mind. I, I went to a funeral yesterday, me and mom and, and, and Shane, and they went back home, and it was a relative in Plainview. And the preacher I've known for a long time, he's a Southern Baptist preacher, but he said, if you'll just trust in the Lord, you'll have eternal life. If you'll make a decision. You know, that that's not spoken of in the Word of God, but they're good folks, and they mean well, and, and they just they have a lack of understanding. But you and I understand something that is far beyond what they understand. We understand that God loved his people so much that there won't one of them ever perish eternally, ever. That's the unconditional love that God has for his people. That's why fear should never be a problem, whether it's the fear of a virus, the fear of getting run over in a car. You know, most of us do pretty well at that, don't we? We get up and get in our vehicle every day, drive down the road, and, you know, we might not make it back home. Somebody gets killed in a car wreck every day. Matter of fact, I was coming in from the funeral, and there was a 
bad wreck over here on the loop of a motorcycle and a car, and I, I don't know what the outcome was, but every day that we live, somebody goes out in their vehicle, and, you know, they, they fear that. Or they, they have an accident. I'm, what I'm getting at is you, you can't fear that. You know, I encountered those situations many, many years ago. What if I'd have never gotten a car again because I might, might not have been able to get back home? We can't live our life in fear. But I think many people do because they don't understand the unconditional love of God for them. God will take care of us. God's going to deliver us one way or the other. So we need to always keep that in mind. Now, when we talk about the unconditional love of God, I want you to think about the difference in our perspective. You know, it's kind of like many of the Jews, even today, believe the Messiah hadn't come. Did you know that? They believe that he's going to come back and set up his kingdom or restore the kingdom here on the earth. They always look at things in a natural view. Sometimes we have a problem in doing that with love because we base our love on conditions, do we not? I thought this morning, as I was thinking about this, I thought about a young man who spotted a young girl in school and she was very beautiful and said sweet things to him, and all of a sudden he, he began to think he's fallen in love with this girl. Maybe he has, maybe he hadn't, but the point being there are things in this world, conditions that go on that drive us to believe that. But what happens one day down the road when that girl finds another boy, assuming they hadn't gotten married, or the boy doesn't act just right, all of a sudden, the love that they had or they thought they had, and even this even applies to people who have been married for many, many years. Their love is based upon conditions. You know, I, I spoke and I, I made mention of this, and many of you may not have watched it. You know, Suzanne finally talked me into watching that love rede uh, movie, Redeeming Love. It's, it's based on the book of Hosea. One of the best movies that i, I ever seen a movie I didn't even care nothing about watching, it turned out to be that way. And it's, it's about how God brought Hosea to marry someone that you and I wouldn't have. We wouldn't have them. They wouldn't be fit to marry. But the whole point in that entire book is to show us how we are before God. And for him to really know it, he had to marry a harlot. That movie depicts that very, very clear. This man in that movie that played... Hosea loved this woman in spite of all the things. She'd done a lot of things. You watch the movie. He never stopped loving her. He took her back after everything. That's a picture of Christ and the church and his people. Our sins are so grave and they're so terrible, and yet the Lord has never cast us off forever based on our sins because of his unconditional love. You know, we talked about this love, and I'll go back to that little bit about fear over there in 1 John 4 and 18. It says there is no love, fear in love. Perfect love casteth out fear. Well, not, there's not anyone I've ever known who were, was born in the family of Adam, and that includes all of us, that have perfect love. doesn't exist in this world. There's one man that walked upon the earth, the man Christ Jesus, that had perfect love. And it says perfect love casteth out fear. I don't care what your fear is in life. You know, some people fear they're going to get germs all over if they step out of a building. I, I've seen a deal in Discovery Channel years and years ago about some guy up in Alaska was living in this glass house. He was and grew everything in the house and blah blah blah. You know, because he was he was he was fearful to get outside. 
We're not to live with that kind of fear. And Jesus Christ is the only one that can rid you of that fear because his love is perfect. If you understand how much he loves you in spite of who we are and what we've done, it ought to make a difference in how we walk and live in our lives. You know, we think about the words that Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, before time ever began, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. God made a choice of his people. If God loves you today, he's never been a time throughout all eternity he didn't love you. You know, most people believe that God loved everyone the same, and yet God will cast off a great number of those that he loved with an everlasting love into a place called hell, eternal separation from God. That's what they believe because they don't understand God's word. We may be chastened in this life. We might not have the enjoyment in this life that we could have, but if you were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world, you are blameless. You're blameless. That's what it says, without blame. What kind of love is that? But God commended his love toward us, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ didn't die for the righteous. There are none. He didn't come to call the righteous because there is none righteous except those who were made righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ. By nature, there's none righteous, no, not one. There's none doeth good, no, not one. And yet, this unconditional love that Jesus Christ has for his people is so overwhelming that you and I can't understand it. That's the problem in other churches that don't believe in the doctrines of sovereign grace. Amazing grace, amazing love. You know, I'm not giving folks the idea that because we believe that once saved, always saved, you should never go to church. No, because of the great blessing God poured out upon each and every one of us, we should never fail to be in the house of the Lord. Whether we're here, we're down the road on vacation, we need to count our blessings when we owe God a great deal of gratitude for what he's done for us. His love will never cease. It'll never stop. Isn't that amazing? No matter what you've done, his love for you never changes. Think about people in your life. Whether it be your wife, your kids, your friends, your neighbors, your brothers and sisters in Christ. How much has your love for someone changed based upon what they did or didn't do? Maybe none. But for a lot of folks, it's changed a lot. And it shouldn't. We've gotten a pattern which is called perfect love given to us of Jesus Christ. It's unconditional love. It's not based upon your good works. It's not based upon how you will walk through this life, thank God. It's based on something that's beyond what I can even understand, to be honest with you. He made this choice before time began. When we talk about unconditional love, we talk about unconditional election. I mean, they're one and the same, if you want to know the truth. For everyone that God chose or elected... He loved with an everlasting love. He didn't have some puppy love that faded off in time. You know, we, we change the way we love folks, or at least we think we do and probably do, based upon what they do or do not do. That's a sad situation. Where would you and I be if God was that way? We wouldn't have any hope whatsoever, would we? 
Because if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth's not in us. John told us over there in 1 John. The truth's not in us. Even though we have a desire not to sin against the holy and righteous God of heaven, we must admit that as long as we live in this earth, we're going to be a sinner. We're going to do things we shouldn't. We should strive not to, and I think that's very adamant that we do, but unfortunately we still sin. But God loves sinners. He just hates sin. Aren't you thankful? His love is unconditional. Ephesians chapter 2 says, But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, for his great love, wherewith he loved us. It's greater than I can express to you today. There's no way I have the biblical understanding to explain the great love that God has for his people. But I can tell you, according to the word of God, that even when you mess up, when I mess up, and I've messed up a lot, if God ever loved you, he still loves you. He may chasten you. He may send you out in the wilderness for a while. But he loves you. Let's think about the Luke chapter, I believe it's Luke chapter 15 and the parable of the two sons, lost two sons, two lost sons, I believe it's 15. One of them went out and lived a life kind of like I lived, you might say. Sowed his wild oats and done everything he could do. Finally, the Lord brought him to the end of his way. How many of us would love our sons and daughters if they lived that way? If they went and lived with harlots and eat with people who were unclean, at least according to the Jews. Would we continue to love them with as great a love as we loved, before they loved them before they left? Let's think about the elder brother over here who stayed home and was the righteous son that done everything just right. And when his brother came back, he had no love for his brother, did he? He had no part for his brother. He had stayed home and done it all right. You see, we base everything on conditions, don't we? How much we love one another is based upon our conditional thoughts of that person, whether what they've done or what they have not done. Aren't you thankful God doesn't look at us in that direction? We're told in uh, Jeremiah 31 and 3, The Lord hath appeared unto us of old, saying, Yea, I've loved thee with an everlasting love, and with loving kindness have I drawn thee. You know, you can be drawn to God and born again of the Spirit of God because God's love is so great that even when we were dead in sin, hath quickened us together with Christ, and by grace or by the unconditional love of God, we've been saved from the wrath to come, from eternal separation by the love of Jesus Christ. You know, they didn't, they didn't kill Jesus Christ. He laid down his life. He laid down his life for his people because he loved them with an everlasting love. One of the saddest things that I see in the world today, and including my own self, is my unwillingness to lay down my life for him. Greater love hath no man in this than a man lay down his life for his friends who call us his friends. There's not a greater friend in this world than Jesus Christ. He said, when the times get hard, I'll be there. I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. That you may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. His love for us is unreal. It's beyond description. No matter what we've done, no matter how mad we've got, no matter how we act, no matter whether we go to church or not, the love that God has for those he chose in Christ will never change. It's just a, it's almost more than, than I can comprehend. It is more than I can comprehend. He took our sins 
Have you ever thought about all the sins you committed in the past and that you commit today and how many more we'll be able to commit before we finally close our eyes? They were nailed to him when he was nailed to the cross. They were taken away from us and put as far as the east is from the west, which there is, you know, there's no limit to that. I mean, it, it's an eternal number. It, it's infinite distance. He loves us that much. You know, the children of God are talked about in the Old Testament. And they begin with Jacob. Well, they begin with Abraham, but it, it really begins to spread out with Jacob, you might say. You know that Jacob had 12 sons. And they're the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. 12 tribes of Israel, his children were. The tribes were named after his children. But when Jacob was born, he was a twin to a man named Esau. In the Old Testament, we find that in nearly every case, it's always the intention to give a blessing to the firstborn. You remember when Jacob went to the well and he seen Rachel and he immediately fell in love with her. You know, some people say, well, I don't believe in love at first sight, but I'll tell you, in that story, that's what it was. He seen her at that well with those sheep, watering her father's sheep, and he fell in love with her and he made wages with Laban, her father-in-law, to labor for her for seven years. That's how much he loved her. And he was tricked by his own father-in-law. They had a party, and I, a lot of the things that went on to his party, I, I just assumed because he woke up the next morning, he wasn't with the right woman. How could he have not known that? Well, I've got a fair idea how that went on, and it must have been, a, must have been some kind of party. But he still, he loved her so much that he was willing to labor seven more years for her. How long has Jesus Christ labored in, in, in bringing you and I to his house and express, expressing his love to us. He loved us with an everlasting love. And with loving kindness, he's drawn each and every one of us out of darkness into his marvelous light. God's love is unconditional. And we, the more we understand about that, the less fear we'll have in life, the less this life will consume us. That's my problem and probably a lot of ours. Because there's a lot of things I don't like about the world in the world that's going on, but you know it's always been that way. Uh, the evil of the day is no different than the evil of the past. Now, we may be getting a, a, a greater visibility of it. You know, God can pull back the curtain, and we can see more of what's going on. It was still go, it was going on behind the curtain. I believe in this country God has shielded us for many years from many events, and, and, and the, the, some of the things that happen in this day and time are pretty staggering. But I told Suzanne, I said, well, you, you talk about child sacrifice and stuff. All you got to do is go back to the book of Jeremiah, and, and they were doing it back then. So what's been around comes around, and, you know, evil is, is present, and it will be till the Lord comes back and puts this all to an end. But I want you to know, no matter how bad the times get, no matter what happens in this life, if God ever loved you, he still loves you, and his love has never changed. And that's the pattern of love that you and I ought to have for one another. And it's certainly something that I need to work on. We don't need to change our love toward folks because they don't act the same as they once did or do the same as they once did. 
I'm just so thankful Jesus didn't do that to us. Because if he had it, we wouldn't have any hope. We wouldn't have any hope in this life or that life to come. You know, God's amazing love. God's amazing grace. What a blessing it is. If you get anything out of this today, I just hope you understand that no matter what you've done in this life, if you're one of God's children, God still loves you as much as you ever did. It's a hard, hard thing to do because a lot of times we don't love folks as much as we should because of the things that they did. Our love is based on conditions, but thank God his wasn't. It was unconditional. May God bless you. Come ahead, Brother Donald.